Well, good morning and thanks so much for joining us for this very first episode in a new series of daily weekday devotions in which we're going to be travelling through the Gospel of Luke together in the Bible. And I'm really excited by what we're going to do in this new series because unlike previous ones that you might have tuned in for, we're going to have a huge variety of people contributing to it from across the breadth of Holy Trinity, over 50 people, people of different ages and stages, including even some of our children, as well as members of our staff team and in our MSCs and hopefully mission partners and a whole variety of people, all of us exploring who Jesus is through the lens of Luke's Gospel. And we hope it's going to be a really rich time, it'll be a nice moment to reconnect with faces you haven't seen in a long time, but also to just hear from a variety of different angles and life perspectives that brings out additional richness in our understanding of who Jesus is. I'm going to kick us off by looking at the first four verses of Luke, Luke chapter 1, verses 1 to 4. I'm going to read from the NIV and it says this. Many have undertaken to drive an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they are handed down to us by those who from the very first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. With this in mind, since I myself has carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught. From that really simple introduction to his gospel, I want to highlight two promises for you if you join us on this journey of exploring Luke together over the coming weeks. And the first promise is this, that you'll know Jesus more as a result. Verse 1, Luke says that he writes his gospel account of all that Jesus said, all that he did, even though he was aware that others had created similar accounts. He may at that point have been, of course, referring to other gospels that we have in the New Testament, Mark and maybe Matthew, as well as other collections probably that were circulating in the earliest church. But he says that even though those other accounts exist, because he's also explored and researched all that happened, he's going to write an account as well. And this isn't, I want to say, Luke being arrogant, saying that he can do better than the rest, nor is it Luke being boring, that he's simply repeating what others have already said. Rather, this is Luke saying there's just so much more to know, so much more to know about Jesus, who he is and what he did and what he promises still to do. And I'm going to write this account, Luke says, so that those who read it know more. This included, of course, the mysterious uh, person he's writing to, Theophilus, who it's first addressed to, whose name both means God-loved and lover of God. But also through that, I think it's right to say, for all of us who are loved by God and lovers of God. It's interesting that another gospel writer, John, says at the end of his gospel, in John 21, Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. He's saying that, like Luke, there's so much more to who Jesus is than even the world has capacity to write. And Luke is just trying to give us that fraction more of Jesus for us to know him even better. I love the story I've told before of the great Renaissance painter Raphael, who was commissioned to paint a portrait of Christ. But when his mentor, the even more prestigious Michelangelo, came to view it in his studio, he took one look at it and with a paintbrush wrote across it the word amplius, Latin for bigger, that Jesus was so much bigger than what he'd painted. And for all of us, the journey of discipleship is of finding Jesus bigger and bigger and bigger still. And Luke really helps us to do that. There are things about Jesus that Luke especially 
in his gospel draws out and highlights for us. There are things like his emphasis on Jesus' heart for the poor. He includes lots of stories of Jesus touching poverty and turning it round. He includes lots of stories about how Jesus prioritised prayer. All those moments where Jesus prayed were especially found in Luke. He includes stories about Jesus' valuing of women, how Jesus had a heart that honoured women in a society that didn't. He loved to emphasise in his gospel Jesus' promise of the spirit-filled life and especially Jesus' mission of salvation, all the sayings that Jesus gave of how he'd come to seek and save the lost. And all these things and more are things we discover to a greater extent as we travel with Jesus alongside him in the Gospel of Luke. So that's the first promise if you join us for this journey, that as a result, you'll know Jesus more. And the second promise I want to give to you is that as a result, you'll know Jesus personally. Luke says that he's writing his Gospel because he had what Jesus did handed down for my witnesses and that he's carefully investigated everything from the beginning. And therefore, based on these investigations, those who read his Gospel account, he says, may know the certainty of the things they've been taught. It's really interesting that early church history records that Luke was a doctor, scientist by training. And what he's saying that he's, is that he's done this detailed head-to-toe examination of what happened when Jesus walked on the earth. So that those who've heard about him and put their faith in him can have assurance about him, who he really is, what he really did. And many of us primarily came to know Jesus through what other people have said about him. Maybe our parents, maybe our youth group leader, our Alpha Course table host, our friend. And much of our faith is also sustained by what other people say about Jesus. The preacher, the prayer partner, the inspirational author. But what Luke is saying here is what he's offering is direct, unmediated access to Jesus. That it's not secondhand, it's the direct connection to all that he is and all that he did. It's really interesting that one New Testament translator said of his experience of handling the raw material of what Jesus did and what he said, like being trying to like trying to wire a house with the electricity turned on. That every so often he just got absolutely zapped by the raw power of Jesus as he explored what he did. And that's what Luke's offering to us, a chance to be plugged directly into the mains and experience the life-transforming power of who Jesus is, to know him firsthand, to not depend on your feelings to tell you who he is, to not depend on life circumstances and what they might say, but to know him personally in all that he said and did and all that that shows he really is still today. It's really interesting that no groom wants to kiss their bride through a veil. They want the direct, unhindered access of passion and love. And that's what the Gospels offer for us in terms of Jesus. Direct intimacy, access and knowledge to him and his love. Encountering him as he truly is. And I hope that you'll take this opportunity as we all gather together as a community, as so many of us explore who Jesus is as we travel with him in the Gospel of Luke. To have that encounter, to know him greater and to know him deeply and to know him personally. Let me pray for us.